0: it is, week before Thanksgiving, whatever that means, float on jungle gym, what is going on, what's up Andy, what's up, seven people up already, I feel so privileged, happy Saturday, Sunday, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, this is what does it all mean podcast, I am your host, Jimmy Lewis. We're gonna get crazy tonight. We're gonna have fun. That's what it's about. Having fun. And Sunday, Julia, London in the house. London in the house. Yoko Ono in the house. Rizza in the house. Woo Tang! Woo Tang! With Yoko, 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 I hit it right when you're dancing in, you said. Hell yes, everybody. Alright. Let's get into this. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a brief history of this song right here. I looked at it today and it was put out I think in 2013 and uh, it's, it's a live version. And I was at this concert. I'm pretty sure it was recorded at the Orpheum Theater in 2010, I believe. And uh, in the beginning of this, this concert, this will prove that I was there. and and Yoko Ono were sitting on stage playing chess, and it was so awesome. It was just awkward, and they were just playing chess, and then they started playing the song. I've been to some places. I've seen some things. This was life changing. Tonight's show is about cancel culture. they try to cancel you or some people that deserved to be canceled and what does that mean sorry I could listen to this all night long but we don't have all night so let me get in to some news let me get into some news okay well first of all on the audio chat for this podcast I don't know what happened but like a week ago like a whole bunch of people started listening and I woke up one day and you know usually I get about three listens you know maybe three listens for maybe 25 listens for a podcast on the audio I woke up in the morning and there was like 300 you know listens and likes and comments and all this crazy stuff and it's starting to become overwhelming because look now there's seven people here. It used to just be me and Julia. Now I got Jungle Jim here. I got Asho Kumar. I got, you know, Peter Bad Wolf. What's going on, Peter? Sending love, man. Send love to you and your wife and your family and everyone too, man. It's so cool I get to meet everybody and just be a part of your life for fucking you know an hour a week it means a lot to me you don't know life is truly precious and it can be over like that and I've had so many friends just pass away recently that you know started to give me anxiety so that's why I kind of started to do this show well yeah and the pandemic you know the changing world I wanted to document my own you know struggles in the pandemic and and uh if I would survive, you know? That's weird and morbid to say. But maybe if we change the light, it won't be morbid. I've got new, uh, new gat. Yeah, there we go. Narrow on a blue light. Blue light. Heck yeah. And greetings to you, Susan. It's so cool to meet everybody. And, you know, uh like I said, just to become part of your lives for like an hour... a a week is is special to me you know i i used to watch uh you know johnny carson when i was a kid you know johnny carson was like the big thing for me you know when i was like a kid when i was eight years old i could watch johnny carson with my grandpa and if i got to stay up till like 11 or or 12 usually like 11 you know i could watch johnny carson and it was so interesting to see just this this guy's perspective and you know what was going on in the world, and Johnny Carson's outlook on it. You know, and I think growing in that time period, I truly had a uh, a, a cool perspective of you know living in that time frame. You know, so anyone that got to you know witness such cool things like Johnny. And I don't know about his personal life, but his real on-air you know stuff like like he was kind of he said he wasn't political. And this has nothing to do with Johnny, but, you know, he said he wasn't political, but I think the one week that he would take off a year or in the beginning, he, in the 70s, I think, or maybe he was 60s, I think the 60s, he invited like, um, I think it was Harry Belafonte to be the, the guest of The Tonight Show. And he had Martin Luther King on there. I think he had Muhammad Ali. Like he just and he lost all these people in the South because it pissed all these people off. But Johnny Carson didn't care. But uh, I think my point is Johnny. He always said that he was never. He would never tell you what he was like, which side he was on, you know, and and I and that's because he didn't want to lose those people. But in doing things like that through his actions, he would. And when he lost those followers, I don't think it, you know, they say it hurt him, but I don't think so, because making a stand for something that's good is, is honestly where it's at, so, you know. Peter Badwolf says, like it, like it when Johnny's show went off script, exactly, and that's kind of what this whole show is, I do have a script, right now I'm completely off it, you know, because I get to see you guys, and and it, it changes the dynamic, and that's what makes this so special, you know, uh. Making things fresh and unrehearsed is, to me, like a form of science in itself, because you're creating a moment that's never happened before, you know? And if some writer's sitting around writing stuff, that moment's already been kind of conceptualized. And, and yes, you can make it happen, but I, I like the interaction with just, uh, with you guys and, and whoever the guests that I have on, you know, and people are asking to come on more frequently, just know everyone is welcome as long as you don't have hate in your heart and even if you do you can come on and try to try to 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 fight the hate and I'll try to turn you around so tonight's show is going to be oh we're not done with the news sorry but tonight's show is going to be about cancel culture and uh I think the biggest uh thing we're uh we're having right now in in the this week obviously is the kyle written bach or whatever his name is the kid with the ak you know 15 or ar 15 sorry and i don't think there's there's any way around not talking about this it's the it's the elephant in the room if i if i didn't talk about it i would be like uh you know trying to keep viewers keep followers and doing all this but uh You know, Here's my take on it. I'm not going to make the whole show about it, but here's my take. Last week, I did the show. If any of you listened, I uh, predicted that he would get off. I predicted that he was not going to get in trouble. Did I want him to get in trouble? This is where it gets complicated. I wanted him to have justice. Um, Did I want him to go to jail for the rest of his life? No, I didn't. Uh... So I think he should have gone to at least juvenile hall for a while. Uh, Some form of, you know, something should have happened. And I I understand the self-defense, you know, theory. But here's the problem with that. Why do you take an AR-15 to a a place where you know that there's a problem and people can overpower you with that gun, especially at 17? you know, if you've ever lived in the real world, that AR-17 doesn't make you a man, you know, and you know, and here's the, uh, here's the fight, here's here's the, I've been trying, I like, like I said, I'm not like Johnny Carson, I take a side, but I also like to to hear both, and what I've been hearing from the one side, because it's such a political debate now, which is ridiculous, is that, you know, uh he killed a pedophile. You know, even even Michael Ravenpart, who I totally love is like, well, look, the son of a bitch killed a, a a pedophile. That's awesome, you know. Uh but he also killed two other people. You know, so that's three people. I don't know about those two other people, but uh here's what I'm saying. A 17-year-old going out into the world with an AR15, uh shooting three people, pedophile or not, that's very that's a dangerous world we're walking into, okay? And if you want to see how many pedophiles there are in the world, uh, there's this thing called Megan's Law. All you have to do, meganslaw.com, okay? And I'm not being paranoid, but in my neighborhood alone, I probably have 45 to 100 in my small square mile. And, you know, if every 17-year-old started following this road, we would have shootings every every five minutes or every 30 seconds and I just don't feel that that's a safe world you know I think pedophiles you know the right way to deal with them is to uh, people that go through the tragedy of the assault report them and have them go to jail and you know if you go to jail and you're a pedophile we all know the consequence Louis C.K who, uh, is a comic, he, uh, has a joke about the consequences of pedophilia, and he says that it must be so good for these people that they're gonna risk being slaughtered in, in jail. I'm paraphrasing, but that's it, and he's been canceled, Louis C.K., like, hands down. We'll get into that later, but this is just a prime example, and, uh, you know, to me, that's a form of justice you know if you go to jail and they kill you in jail because you're a pedophile that's justice but that's in jail because these people in jail are already going to be in there for their life so they got nothing to lose and you know they become they become the true vigilantes and they become the people that are the, the the heroes but i don't believe that murdering people is is the solution i feel that uh as for this kid, he should have never been there in the first place. His mother should have never let him have an AR50. My mother would have never let me walk into a situation like that, whether, you know, here's the irony of this: I was a fire explorer myself. You know I, I didn't stay in for long, but I, I know I went to at least two or three meetings. you know? Uh, I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted to help people, and never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would need some kind of gun to go protect these people and nor do i see firefighters doing that that's what the police are for so the fight that the argument that this kid is a vigilante and he went in there and he killed a pedophile you know killed pedophile and this is awesome for society good for him let's go brandon all this crap i don't buy it and i think it it's becoming very dangerous and the more we encourage this type of behavior the more violence we're going to see and um you know the irony of it is there will be a civil case and uh most likely he'll probably lose the civil case and have to pay that's my uh you know i predict that he'd, he'd lose uh or he'd win this and but i predict that the civil case will will show the justice and uh the, the problem is you know you see him crying on stan but the way that the republican party is boasting him up like a hero that's just scary. And uh, I, I am no Democrat, I am no Republican, uh, I'm not Johnny Carson, uh, I'm a human being and uh, I just think I feel internally what's right and when someone shows me something that's wrong, you know, I will, I'll listen and I, I want to hear the argument and that's why I have friends that are Republicans and Trump supporters and let's go Brandon people. I have those friends because I'm not going to lose them because the system is trying to tear us apart. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I love my friends that some of my closest friends are Republicans and I love them. Like I would give them a fucking kidney if I had to. Swear to God. And I know that most of them are being tricked by, you know, social media. It's very easy to trick. I do it all the time. I can trick people all the time. You know, and I'm going off script by the way, you know. And the point of that is I think the more people you get to influence, you know, the all these 1,000, you know, the 300, you know, 3,000 people that are listening to the show, you know, I get to influence, and there's a fucking responsibility in that, okay? And in saying that, I want to know what's true, and I want to speak what's true, and... I just feel that, you know, when you wake up in the society and you have to pick, here, you have to be this or you have to be that. What if I just want to be a fucking human being that lives for uh, like maybe a hundred years and try not to disturb anybody and try not to hurt anybody and try not to get in the crossfire of these political machines that keep going on for the dawn of fucking time, all for greed and all for money. And when you just start to follow the money, you know, it just gets complicated. You know, and and I, what I mean complicated is we are still the pawns in the game. We are still these little minute fuckers that are just that the government looks at us like, here we go. If we lose lose ten of them, it's okay, it's okay. And my friend Peter, he 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 loves freedom speech over here, and you know he warns me, you know, and and that's the point. I feel these podcasts have power, and I can reach you guys, and 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 even if I before anyone tries to shut us down we can still try to communicate on a real level you know I'm not reading comments I will come through here uh it was two people thank you Peter you know so um I read three today so I don't know the full specifics you know and that's the thing I like to learn the difference between uh you know like I like to know the truth and when everybody agrees on the truth and in real facts that's where it's at You know, just like the Alex Jones guy, right? Fuck that guy. He said that uh, Sandy Hook didn't happen. Clearly, we know it did. And he's got to pay a lot of money for the, the irresponsible words that he spoke to, like, inspire hate towards people that had a tragedy happen to their fucking family and the families of their kids. This is like, I couldn't imagine having kids and sending them into the world and teaching them about gun drills okay Peter Michelle everyone here I mean I know there's some young people in here Jose's young we didn't have that when we were younger right like I didn't I had earthquake because we're in California we had earthquakes like earthquake preparations so we had to like basically drop stop drop and roll or whatever like get underneath the the, the table and but we didn't have like if a shooter walks into the room are they gonna blast us? you know, and um, just knowing from younger people, you know, that's what's happening, and, and it's scary, I, I, I really can't wait till the day that we have lightsabers so we can really just, but it's all the same thing, whether it's a lightsaber, whether it's a gun, I think the aliens aren't gonna come down until we're really done, you know, like with our bullshit, and I think other people have evolved past that point, point. and is this because of cancel culture, Have other, you know, have, have other advanced species learned how to get rid of this, this point of violence, you know, have they figured out how to, the survival, is it survival of the fittest through peace and harmony or through, you know, you know, power and greed, like the dark side, you know, like Hitler once again, you know. So which one is it, you know, and, and for me, even if I lose, even if I lose and, and I, I lose all my followers in the world, as long as I know it's on the side of right with facts, that's all that matters. I, I had a friend, a really close friend one, one time tell me, you know, on Facebook, like, you know, the Holocaust didn't exist. Like, it's not real. The Holocaust didn't exist. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, and she's like, it's just propaganda, media, media propaganda. And I was like, boom. I just sent some pictures of just, you know, I'm like, you can't fake these mass body pictures in 1945, 1944. That's not possible. We didn't have that technology. So she she didn't fight it because she was my friend. And she knew that i wouldn't lie to her because i had never lied to her before i'd actually given her a place to stay and live and i she trusted me so even though she was being fed this information from her current boyfriend i wasn't dating her but uh, i let her stay with me she trusted me because i never wanted anything from her i just wanted to be cool and so i think i stamped that that little bit of racism that starts to fire up on people's heads And, uh, is that cancel culture? I hope so. Because if we can cancel Nazis, if we can cancel the the dark side, that's really what we need to do. And I think that's how we evolve to the next evolution of the Star Trek world, right? Because that's what we're looking for. Star Trek, Star Wars, that's, we all love that shit because that's where we want to be. I know I want to be in a fucking spaceship somewhere, you know, flying with, with Michael Burnham and, and, you know. My chick and just flying around, checking out different civilizations and trying to figure out what does it all mean. So sitting here fighting each other to me just seems really redundant. And uh, how long is it gonna happen? And I don't want to wander too far off subject, but you know we kind of know now that Mars was inhabited at one point, <clears throat> and there's a huge nuclear rip in the middle of Mars. And from, you know, my understanding is, yes, we started at Mars. Uh, we couldn't figure out <clears throat> how to get rid of the Hitlers, get rid of... The, we, we didn't understand the cult, the capital culture then. And so <clears throat> we let it spring up into a war and it killed that whole planet. And somehow our debris, or DNA escaped over here. And now we're trying to go back, you know. So... You know, in a different in a different aspect, we'll, we'll take on the Dave Chappelle. You know, and comedians. Okay, And, and that cancel culture, you know, uh, I feel that you, you you can't really cancel a comedian when they're giving you ideas and situations if they're not, you know, evil. If they're not directly trying to make fun of a certain person or gender or race. And, you know, if I was a trans person in the audience of Dave Chappelle, I'm sure the term team turf would bother me. I'm not a thousand percent what that means. And I understand from the perspective of the trans of that, you know, Uh, but and here's the the ridiculous argument that everybody makes. But if you listen to the end of Dave Chappelle, he talks about his, his friend and how he helped her out and how she committed suicide. But here's the other side of that, too. Like when racist people say like. Like, oh, you know, this, this person does this because of this, and I've got a black friend, so it's okay, I can say these things. Like, it's all, like, when we fucking stereotype people, when we put them in boxes, that's the death of civilization. I don't like to put people in any form of box. I like trans people. I like Dave Chappelle. But, like, we, I think we just, we're still in our infancy where those gender things need to go away, too. I'm going to do a whole show on gender, but Native Americans didn't have gender, that was all created, it's a white man thing, and uh, it's another way just to, to separate people and all together, you know, what do we learn in school, the the white man, you know, or the Native Americans, They they're the, the, the man's a hunter and gatherer and the woman stays there and eats the, you know, makes the fucking, you know, salads, or, it's all bullshit, like, I've completely read where, you know, that form of gender identity didn't you know, exist in um, Native American cultures, and, you know, if there was a masculine woman, she would go hunting, if there was a feminine male, he would stay, you know, there, I'm, I'm sure there's tribes like that in, uh, on remote islands as well, so, heck yeah, this show's fun, I'm so stoked that seven people are listening, Jungle Gym, uh Marvel Legends, Okay, quickly, I'll shoot off tasks because we're trying to be more like Johnny Carson. Uh, I watched The Ten Rings. I also watched Black Widow recently because I see Marvel Legends 3000. Uh, My Honest Opinion. And I also saw the Disney Jungle Cruise. Out of all three of those movies, Jungle Cruise beat their ass hands down. Why? New story, innovating, innovating. Uh, it it just wasn't you know I felt that the the Ten Rings was very stereotypical Asian. Uh, they had made this guy like Bruce Lee. Everybody, it, it sometimes it was like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Sometimes it was just it just seems so bad to me. Like why can't for one time an Asian person you know be like the Incredible Hulk? You know why does it always have to be? You know it, we're 2021. Like like I said gender even skin color all this stuff we can really truly be what we whatever we want and so i didn't like the 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 latest uh black widow or uh the other one the 10 rings i thought it was it was pretty bad so and i see why scarlett johansson jumped out of that that show so okay back to the cancel culture Here's my biggest issue. This is why I brought this up this week. I was just on this little stupid thing, you know, Instagram. And uh, I was... I see up in the corner Ryan Ryan Adams, one of my favorite musicians, going live on Instagram. I instantly jump on, okay? I jump on. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, what's Ryan doing, okay? And so... Then he's just, he's not too many people on. It's like one person and me and Ryan. And I instinctively just say like, I I write it, I say a song like, um, I forget what song I'm being blocked, but it doesn't matter. I just write a song like, like something about light we need more light or something. And he looks at it. I see him look at it and he's just like, you can tell he's not prepared for that song. So he ignores it, but he kind of smiles. Then he starts playing. And whatever new song he was playing was awesome. I was excited. I was listening to the second song. I was excited. And then by the third song, I started getting guilty. Okay, now, if anyone's not familiar with Ryan Adams, I, I've talked about him before on the show. he It's not Brian Adams, it's Ryan Adams. And it, hands down, he's one of the single best songwriters of all times. So he's up there with Dylan, like he is whether you know it doesn't matter about his personal life but whatever he's done on album scope is just phenomenal he has a way with music and words and melodies that like they're just they're million dollar melodies and so you know a couple years ago he got busted for some crazy shit like uh, sending something inappropriate to a a minor and that's Right? Pedophile. 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 As soon as you send something inappropriate to a minor, you're a pedophile. So that's where the guilt started to come in, right? And that was strike number one. And then I as the next song goes, you know, I, I try to ignore that gut feeling in my stomach. And then the second thing he did was he inappropriately like started a relationship with this this Grammy should be should be granny, Grammy Grammy-winning uh, artist Phoebe Bridger, okay. And I'll cut into Sonic Youth just to get back to Phoebe. And Phoebe is a phenomenal writer in her own sense. She is so great that like she blows Ryan Adams out of the way. But in the beginning, when she was coming up, uh, Ryan used her and basically was like saying, I, I think the story is like basically sexual advancements. If you, you know, I'll make you something. If you, if you, if you do this for me, kind of like a heavy uh, Harvey Weinstein type deal. And uh, at that point, you know, she she didn't have a lot of power, but she spoke out about it and uh, it went viral. And, and then, so those two actions right there made me like, just stop listening to them all together, you know, and, and here's the shitter. Like I, when this was happening, I, I try to write music myself and I covered one of his songs and I, I put my whole heart into it. It was one of my favorites uh, by him and uh, I, it, I was going to put it out on this album and it was the first track and it was the track I was going to do the all the work for and and, and that happened and in good faith I couldn't put it out because like, like I, was, I just couldn't do it. Like I felt like I'd be betraying Phoebe Bridger, uh, that 14 year old girl. And what's ironic is I had a feeling that that song would probably make it because it was so cheesy and, and kind of like perfect that it could have made it on these like cheesy college, not college, sorry, but like coffee house radio podcast things. I was for sure of it, I was betting on it. And uh, then that happened. And my subconscious just decided when I put out the the album that I I would never, you know, put out that song no matter how good it is and no matter if it launched my career into stardom. And because that's like the contradictory thing that I was saying before, right? Like if you don't do what's right, what are you doing it for? You know, and if you do something wrong just to get rewarded in a negative way, you're still doing it wrong. And whatever bullshit you, you know, reap, it's... What's it worth? I lost a follower. I'm sorry. <laughs> Al Green, James Brown, payback. Uh, Peter Badwolf said, Yeah, Jungle Cruise female hoax, she smashes. Yes, hell yes. You know, it's the one thing that the pandemic did was bring us together, right? That's the one thing it did. It brought us all together. And that's the thing. Even if people don't think the same way. I don't want people to think the same way as me. I don't. I want you to think your way. You think my way. You, th- you Smooth number six. Jungle gym. Whatever. That's what makes the, the, the multiverse so fun. You know. Is, is uh, the interpretations of life. And how we try to help each other. You know. Like dolphins. And the more that we do that. The better it is. oh I get it you're counting down the numbers yeah it dropped down to five back up to six you know sometimes I think these things lie you know because I'll be watching some of my favorite bands and you know I know for for a fact that not 24 people are watching like Eagles of Death Metal I think it's just the algorithms trying to lie to you and make you feel subconscious you know and I don't do that you know I don't. I don't do this for how many likes I get, how many uh, you know viewers I get, but in saying that, hello Nimoy, eight oh eight, greetings. How are you? I am glad you joined the show, and now Alice. You know, I, I just figure people have lives and they're doing their thing. So my point is, even though uh, we're talking about cancel culture, everybody uh, and Ryan Adams. And how he has done some horrible things and how I have a song that I wanted to put out that would, uh, you know, make me uh, maybe get a little bit of of cash for money, uh, for music. And I just can never put it out and I never will. And in saying that, like, I think that's more honorable than uh, caring about making it, right? Who cares? about What is fucking making it? If you're breathing, you're making it. Dark blue light knows And uh, Nimoy808 I'm glad that you're good See we're all making it That's what this is What is your favorite Star Trek episode Of the original series Oh Tribbles of course are pretty uh, Pretty rad Um, You know the half black And half white one Those people were rad Um, But I like the ones Where they go back to like You know where they dress up as, like, um, you know, they go back to, like, modern day, and they got to dress up in, you know, kind of modern day clothes. Those are cool. And then when they get trapped in paradoxes, it's always fun. But I can't give you a specific episode. But I'll give you a specific episode of Star Trek Discovery. If you haven't seen Star Trek Discovery yet, check it out. It honors uh, all of them. And I think it was the end of season one. At the end of season one... Uh, the Star Trek Discovery is like hanging out, and then the Enterprise pulls up, right? Like the Enterprise from the original series, and fucking Captain Pike from the the series is on board and connects the series together, and it's mind blowing. And you get to see these episodes with like with Captain Pike for a while, and it's just. It's pre, and Spock's on there, so it's pre-Captain Kirk, and then it makes all the sense in the world why we had Pike instead of Kirk, so it solves the, it's really well-written. You know, you've seen it, it's fascinating. Yeah, I really love the Mirror Mirror episode. Hell yes, Green Ladybug. Mine is Spock's brain. You know, uh, as a young kid, you know since we all love star trek the thing that really fucked me up like that changed me a lot was uh when spock went down to what was it star trek 2 i think it was uh when when the whole ship was getting fucked up and it was going down and spock's just like i'm out and he like goes down to that radiation hole and he's just like he loves everyone so much that he knows the you know, the sacrifice for the one will outweigh the, the sacrifice for the many, and he, he's just in there and, and fucking, and Captain Kirk's just like all pissed off and he's just like, ah! and then he goes in there and he just does it and he's getting radiated and he's just fucking up there, like, holding to live long and prosper, and so is Captain Kirk and he's just radiating and oh my god, I saw that like as a young kid, like eight years old, and it was so real for me, like watching E.T. die, you know? When E.T. died, I was just devastated. You know, it was it was real because that's the magic of being young. And then they shoot Spock out in the space, and I'm like, holy fuck! Like it was so traumatizing, you know. And then you had to wait for, uh, you know, the next movie, The Search for Spock. You know, so I told Doctor McCoy to fix my voice so I could speak. Hell yes, hell yes. So, you know, and ironically, let's you know, it's funny you say that because cancel culture this is the topic of the show guess what got canceled you know Star Trek got canceled the original series after three seasons how can that genius show be canceled after three seasons so it's crazy you know it's truly crazy and so my point is I can't release the single of Ryan Adams I can't listen to Ryan Adams in good faith and check this out I was actually trying to put his music on here uh, when I was doing my, uh, you know, do, selecting music for this, and it wouldn't actually, it wouldn't let me, it wouldn't let me like, re-download it. It was something like the universe just telling me, you know, this is not going to happen. You are not going to uh, give this guy any money. So, did you know that I, di- I direct the motion did you know that I probably direct the motion picture of Star Trek for real if you did that's freaking amazing like if that's really true uh, you know I've heard a lot of things this week let me tell you Um, I've had (laughs) people have told me a lot of things and if that's totally true like I don't know what to say like I'm fucking starstruck if you're real Nimoy808 uh, I'm starstruck and uh start, okay, to me, obviously it's one of the most influential things in my life, of course. I used to watch it with my grandfather. That's where it came from. My grandfather's no longer here. He's the person that made me the fucking man I am today, excuse my language. And uh we would just sit and watch the original series, you know, when I was young. He would sit in his rocking chair and I would just sit and look at these different worlds and these Martians and these green different people. and then I wanted to go to space, straight up, and that was right around the, when the Challenger blew up, I didn't care, I still wanted to go to space, I was part of the Young Astronauts, this is all from Star Trek, you know, and Star Wars, but Star Trek kind of gave you the more exploration, you know, like Star Wars is more like just this battle, I love it to death, but it's this just like family drama battle, Star Trek is really about going out, and searching different civilizations and, and going boldly where no man has gone before. I'm not being cheesy, but it's the truth. And that says everything to me. And, you know, uh, the latest Discovery uh, show, series number one, we, that's how it starts out. We have the Federation going to this new, like, crazy, like, albino civilization, trying to give them these dilithium crystals. And they they know that there's some politics and strings attached, so it becomes this whole, like, thing. And um, my point is, the writing in Star Trek is just superior, and that's... Okay, I'll compare it to, like, the Beatles' White Album, all right? When when it's not good, like, you know, it won't stay around. But, like, Fine Wine, if there's good writing, there's good emotions in it, that's where I can still watch star trek one i can watch anything in that time frame except you know i don't know i haven't scott Bakula one's kind of <laughs> but my point is it's created a world where i see life how it should be and when sooner or later we make contact with these different races these different species We're gonna look back at Star Trek and go, that was just a metaphor or a precursor for what is happening in the world, and somebody tuned into it. Somebody picked up onto it, and it's bigger than us, it's bigger than you, it's bigger than anybody. So, uh, yes, I have to go, and you can follow me. I do follow you, Nimoy808, by the way. And anybody else, follow him, you know? I will definitely follow you, Nimoy808. If that's true, live long and prosper, my friend. I'm Starstruck, I'm stoked to, to, uh, to talk to you and may Star Trek live forever. May you live forever. And, uh, thank you for, for, for asking the question. I truly appreciate it. And what can we do to get Spock back? What can we do to get Spock back? Cause the whole point of that, that, that moment was when I was so traumatized by Spock being, killed then there was the search for spock and then it just oh my god then he came back you know and we never wanted to lose him and just to be ultra nerd in discovery uh he spock is responsible for making the vulcans and the romulans unite once again and he creates a new planet called navar and uh that's how they remember him. And I'll be honest, there's a part where they show him and I just start to cry. Okay? I start to cry. So, I've always been and always shall be your friend. Yes. And I know I follow you, Nimoy808. If you ever want to come on the show, by the way, and just talk. You don't even have to show your face. Anything. You're always invited. Just just DM me. You know? And uh, I love that it's still... Uh, Shut up. He he wrote, I directed the search for Spock as well. Okay. That's life changing for me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Life changing. And it's not just like some comic con nerd crap. It's real. Like those storylines when I was so young and impressionable were as important to me as, you know, the clashes Santa, you know, Santa Nista album just as important, just as important as Alice in Wonderland, even referring to Discovery, all it starts to make you the core yourself and when I think of my grandfather, I think of Star Trek so I thank you you know, I thank you Uh, all you gotta do if you wanna schedule it, um, just send me like a message, or I'll send you a message after the show, and then I'll explain it so, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a message tomorrow you know oh Amazing! I'm starstruck. I'm starstruck. I'm trying to think if I've ever met anyone in Star Trek. My 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 female companion, my fiance. What? Okay, my fianc my fiance. This is how you know that you're in love, by the way. She has the Enterprise tattooed in blacklight on her inner wrist. So when you take a blacklight up to it. You can see the Enterprise. I'll, I'll try to get her to do a picture of it, and, and I'll put it on there. So you live long and prosper as well. So Nimoy808, you made the show. You made the show. And I think that's another thing. You know, the show's called What Does It All Mean? And I think what it means is the little bit of things like Star Trek and uh, Star Wars and all these things, Playstations and... All these things keep us together they're the fabric of life they're the fabric of what keep us together society and they also teach us our you know what's possible and how being a better person you know is where it's at and sometimes you've got to cancel people like the Henry Weinsteins you know and, and just the creepy people in, in the world you've, you've got to cancel uh, but for people with free speech and comedians and all, all of these different people, uh, I feel that like you can take it or leave them. As long as they're not har- harming people, sending Nazis to your door, and you know, I-, I think that's up to your discretion. And everyone's opinion is valid. You know? Uh, yeah. Let me check my notes. Definitely Nimoy. Talk to you later. I'll send you a, a, a DM. It was awesome. I'm getting towards the end of the show. If any of you guys have any questions, let me know. I've got about seven more minutes. Uh, and I think that was kind of what I said. I have to sleep for the enterprise so I can be refreshed. Don't we all? Don't we all? A good, que- a, a good trivia question I got to ask you, uh, if you come on the show is no, uh, I wonder how many times the enterprise has been blown up. you know that's that's the kind of uh, kind of stuff. Live long and prosper, my friend. Live long and prosper. So we'll definitely get together. Yeah, I think I kind of covered it. I think this was a great show. Um, you know, some of the notes that I, I'll you know, While I'm still kind of starstruck, we had someone like Johnny Depp being canceled. I I don't understand that. You know, that's the power of media and social media. You hear something and you instantly believe it because it's backed up by uh, every news media outlet possible. And Johnny Depp has been a pretty stand-up guy forever. And all of a sudden, some chick comes out and says he's nuts. How much can we believe? And and I truly believe he's been canceled. And uh, I feel bad for the guy because it turned out that he was... He was telling the truth and, and she lied. So, 2.287.1 million times blowing up the Enterprise.
1: <laughs>
0: that is pretty amazing. That really is on a multiverse level. Like, you expanded my mind tonight. Like, you really did. You expanded my mind. And that's the whole thing with Discovery, you know? Like, if you guys are really in on the Star Trek world, you know, it's so vast, and there's these timelines. And that's what I'm trying to tell you with Discovery. Discovery just makes the older version, you know, the first series come together with, you know, this series, and then they shoot far ahead past everything else and then once they get there they go even farther where your mind is just it's it's hard to comprehend and uh i love love the writing you know it makes me want to write you make me want to write nimoy 808 and uh i just think that's uh i think that's what it's about i think all of us turning each other on you know and that's what vulcans do I've been doing this since I was like eight, you know, like ever since ever I saw it, I have done the Live Long and Prosper, like Spock, the the logic side of him, and then the half-human, having to deal with that, I've come from a place where I've been kind of alone, you know, when I was a kid, I was talking with my chick this morning, I, I got in a horrible car accident, I got the scar in between my head. I got scarred up here, so I didn't fit in at school. I didn't fit in with all the kids, and I felt that I didn't know why, and they made fun of me, and I I felt that I was different from everybody else, so then I saw Spock, and then I could really uh, feel like, oh, look at this outsider that nobody understands that's just trying to understand himself, and that person I identified at a very young age, and I remember when I was in the eighth grade, I watched Star Trek 1, Star Trek two, three, four, five, and 6. I, up to 6, I think that's how much they had when I was in that time on New Year's Eve. And I had my girlfriend with me, and she could only make it through two movies. She could only make it through the ones that you did. And then after that, I was up to like, I mean, it's a 5. And so that was the way that I would ring in the new year. I wanted to ring it in with Star Trek. So you know, you can do both. I can kind of look, I'm all like bent. Look, I can't, I'm, I am should be able to, cause I play guitar, but I can't. Did you know that there is a fascination of Spock and Kirk? Oh, of course. And, and that's okay. Let's get really crazy about it. It's like they're polar opposites, you know, and discovery kind of touches on that as well. Where uh, Michael Burnham says, like, something like, where you need... Spock, you need to find somebody that's, like, the opposite of you or something like that. And then she finds Kirk, and then he is just this playboy, radical, you know, just kind of smooth operator that's just always outside of the... Where Spock comes in and is, like, his dual personality almost, like the angel of the shoulder, and making him think. So yeah, I love it, I got about four more minutes, man, before I gotta stop this, if you got any more Star Trek, uh, it's crazy, because when you ask me these things, like, you know, these aren't things that I think of, these aren't things that I'm, like, I consciously, uh, but they're just in my head somewhere, you know, the, the love for Sulu, the love for, you know, DeForest Kelly, the, just all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, you know, it's, if we sent that show to a different, you know, species, I definitely think that uh, they, would, they wouldn't they would kill us. They would be like, oh, maybe this is where it's at. Spock is in love with Captain Kirk in the series. Wow. Wow. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Well, okay. I had a best friend. I've talked about him. I, I talked about my best friend, like... Um, in the first season of this show and I was trying to get him back, I loved him, like, I loved him, like, but I, I'm not gay, so I wanted to love him that way. Like, this is real talk. I wanted to love him that way, but I couldn't because I like I like girls. But, like, if he would have been a girl, I would have totally been with him because I don't care about the gender aspect. But when it comes down to it, you know, my physicality prefers the opposite of me. And I don't know if that's just my gender narrow-minded training of fucking life, which is probably the case, or me just having the DNA of going down the line of, like, you know, having this this almost predator-type uh, mind. Not predator, but, like, uh, you know, we got to recreate the species. You know, I have that in me, like a, like a fucking wolf, you know, and I haven't recreated the species. I don't want to do that. I have cats. You know, but I still have that in me where I want to just c- recreate, you know. So, yeah, DeForest, DeForest Kelly was awesome. I'm I'm stoked that, like, Uhura is still alive. Captain Kirk is still alive. Like, that, that shit's crazy, you know. And uh, I talked about this on the show before, how Jeff Bezos sent up Captain Kirk into space. And when, when Captain Kirk came down, he just, like, you know, Captain Kirk had this, like, crazy like epiphany moment and jeff bezos just grabs some you know champagne and ruins the moment man like i was so mad and i'm sure every other star trek fan in the world was just completely upset by jeff bezos you know because he just used used captain kirk and nobody should use captain kirk sorry you know that's you need to put bezos in the in discovery and just send him out you know in the series, Spock was worried about Kirk at the time. In the amok time, Spock was sad that he had killed his friend and captain. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, yeah, it's totally deep, you know? And when you have that kind of best friend with somebody, like that relationship with somebody, it's... It's what keeps me here. It's what keeps me in the multiverse, right? Like, that's why we're here. What does it all mean? These relationships that I have with you guys is what keeps me here. When I wake up in the morning, I don't go, you know, do I have a million dollars? Do I have this? Do I have that? No, I have these relationships with these people that keep my mind stimulated and and keep me guessing what does it all mean. And uh, I think we're we're blessed to live in a time where you know some of the the cast of star trek still alive which is awesome uh we're stoked to even have you nimoy 808 like that's a treasure like you're a true treasure i'm not saying that I, i'm being real anybody that's created something hone their craft and done it so much that they've they've taken it to the level of of perfection if anyone knows what you know anyone that's tried anything knows what that takes and it usually takes Hundreds of times of people telling you that you suck constantly, and then sooner or later you just break on through where you're doing it for yourself and as soon as you start doing things for yourself, it completely starts solving uh your whole problems you know so I had a whole episode I don't know if you saw it about um, Star Trek not too while ago and what's this sound what's this sound everybody Who's got this? There was one of them actually on... uh, There was one of them on the latest Discovery. 3 a.m. East Coast, the Enterprise. That was uh, the Tribbles. That was the Tribble sound. But coming through there, it's probably sounded pretty crappy, but I know what sound you're talking about. You're talking about the, uh, uh, maybe let's see. Here we go. Here we go. I can give you the, you want the theme song. I got it all. I got it all. You ready? I only got a couple more minutes. Nimoy808 and Brian Landers and Jungle Jim. You guys have made my freaking Saturday night space. The final frontier. These other are, are the Starship Enterprise. It's to boldly go. Oh, God, guys, it's ending. It's so ending. I guess it's perfect. I want to thank everybody. Nimoy, Jungle Jim, Brian, Julia, Captain Kirk, Spock, Michael Burnham, Giorgio, Captain Giorgio, <laughs> uh, Saru, Saru, definitely to Bully Go where no man has gone before. That's why we have, that's why we have what we have. That's why we're going to where we're going. Straight up, that's no joke. It's because of Star Trek. That is no joke. Okay, guys, I got to go. I'll definitely get with you, Nimoy. Live long and prosper, everybody. What does it all mean?